Hey everyone, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories. Tonight we're going to present to you part two of Ninja Boy and Mr. Miyagi, the Cat Sensei. If you don't recall um, the first story, Mr. Miyagi, a Cat Sensei, trained a young boy named Oliver to win a martial arts competition. And in this episode, Mr. Miyagi enlists Oliver to help him well, to help him transform back into a human. If you like the episode, don't forget to like the podcast, share it, review it, rate it, send it to all your friends, and anything else you can do to help us out. That would be greatly appreciated. But for now, just close your eyes, get as comfy as you can in your bed, and imagine yourself as a character in the story. In a town so ordinary that even the pigeons had given up trying to be interesting, there lived a boy named Oliver and his cat, Mr. Meowgi. Now don't be fooled, this was no regular cat. Mr. Meowgi was actually a martial arts master from Okinawa, who had been turned into a cat by a very grumpy witch. And not just any witch, but a witch who didn't like losing at karate tournaments. Fresh from winning the neighborhood martial arts competition, Oliver and Mr. Miyagi, or Mr. Miyagi I should say, were setting their sights on a new adventure. They had to go to Japan to find someone who could uncatify Mr. Miyagi. Oliver, we can't just zip off to Japan like we're going to a candy store. Mr. Miyagi began, pawing through a toy chest filled with rubber balls, chew toys, and a mysterious ancient scroll of some kind. We need stuff. Like what? A backpack, some snacks, your favorite yarn ball? Oliver asked, scratching his head. Exactly. Except, swap the yarn ball for this ancient scroll that may or may not hold the secrets to the universe. Or at least how to find a very recluse person in Japan, said Mr. Miyagi, batting a little scroll towards Oliver with his paw. They packed up a whimsical assortment of items. Maps, sandwiches, water bottles, and all sorts of other stuff were all ready to go. After a plane ride that felt like an eternity, thanks in part to a flight attendant who insisted on recounting her entire stamp collection, Oliver and Mr. Miyagi finally landed in Japan. Even the air smelled different, like adventure mixed with a hint of sushi. Okay, Mr. Miyagi, let's get moving. To the mountain, Oliver declared, his eyes wide with excitement. Right you are, but remember... The mountain isn't going anywhere. It's we who have to reach it. Hopefully without turning into mountain goats in the process, replied Mr. Miyagi. As they trekked through the Japanese landscape, they encountered their first obstacle, a river that was shimmering and wide. And wasn't just any river, though. This one had a guardian a water spirit who looked like he took his job way too seriously. Halt! Who dares to disturb my aquatic afternoon? The water spirit roared, splashing up like a watery pillar. Uh, we're 
really sorry to interrupt, Mr. Water Spirit person. Um, we're on an important quest, Oliver tried to explain. To pass, you have to solve my riddle, the spirit announced, clearly delighted at this part of his job. Mr. Miyagi leaned into Oliver, whispering, Remember, young one, riddles are like hairballs. Unpleasant, but not unbeatable. All right, here's your riddle, the water spirit said, swirling into a shape that vaguely resembled a question mark. I speak without a mouth, and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with the wind. What am I? Oliver and Mr. Meowgi exchanged puzzled glances. Mr. Meowgi's whiskers twitched, as if trying to pick up a cosmic hint. Then it clicked. Uh, it's, it's an echo, Oliver exclaimed, remembering how he and Mr. Meowgi had practiced martial arts moves in an echoing valley. Correct. You may pass, the water spirit said, sinking back into the river, but not before giving them a watery salute. After thanking the water spirit, Oliver and Mr. Meowgi continued their trek. Soon they found themselves standing at the edge of a forest. This was no ordinary forest. It was known as the Forest of Illusions, where trees whispered secrets and shadows danced at their own accord. As fun as illusions sound, I don't think they'll let us pass without a bit of mischief, Mr. Miyagi warned, his eyes narrowing at a tree that seemed to be giggling. Just as he said that, the duo found themselves surrounded by, of all things, floating jelly sandwiches. Oh, wait, didn't we pack sandwiches just like these? Oliver wondered aloud. Mr. Miyagi took a closer look and then swatted one away. Don't touch them! These are illusion sandwiches. They'll turn you into jelly if you're not careful. Realizing the trick, Oliver and Mr. Miyagi focused their minds and walked straight ahead ignoring the tantalizing yet treacherous illusions. Sure enough, they emerged on the other side feeling a tad wiser, but definitely hungrier. They finally reached the base of the mysterious mountain, yet guarding the pathway upward were stone gargoyles. Not the kind you'd find decorating a fancy building either, but real, living gargoyles with eyes that glowed an unsettling shade of green. To proceed, you must prove your worth, one of the gargoyles grumbled, its voice like rocks scraping together. Before they could ask how, the gargoyles lunged at them. The lead gargoyle, whose stony exterior was etched with ancient markings, unfurled its wings and lunged at Oliver. It swung a heavy stone claw aiming right for him. Oliver, remembering his training, sidestepped and avoided the swipe. He countered with a quick, controlled kick that halted just an inch away from the gargoyle's chest, demonstrating control and skill. Your turn, Mr. Miyagi, Oliver called. Mr. Miyagi's eyes twinkled. The second gargoyle, bulkier and apparently more irritable, launched itself at the cat-turned martial artist. With a flick of its tail and a swiftness that only a feline could muster, Mr. Miyagi dodged to the side, 
somersaulting in midair. Then, using his back paws, he executed a double backflip kick, which missed the gargoyle's beak by a whisker, literally. Both gargoyles paused and looked at each other, then the lead one spoke. Impressive. You've shown not only strength, but restraint. Yeah, grumbled the bulkier one. Not many can make me spin in the air like that. You've got moves, cat. The gargoyles stepped back, their stony eyes glowing less ominously now, but still a little bit ominously. You may pass, the lead one announced, nodding as if approving of a job well done. Satisfied that they'd met the challenge, Oliver and Mr. Miyagi began their climb up the mountain. The mountain stretched skyward, its peaks hidden by a veil of clouds. Oliver looked up, slightly daunted, but excited nonetheless. Mr. Miyagi, perhaps aware that cats aren't famous for their love of heights, took a deep, preparatory breath. Remember, Oliver, a mountain is climbed one step at a time, and it's always steeper in your mind, Mr. Miyagi mused, starting the trek. They climbed higher and higher, grappling with jagged rocks and slippery slopes. Sometimes they had to leap over small chasms. Other times they had to pull themselves up by grasping onto tree roots. At one point, a friendly mountain spirit even offered them an express vine that catapulted them up several meters. Finally, their journey led them to the summit. On top of this towering peak sat an ancient wooden house, surrounded by a garden of beautiful flowers that seemed to glow a little bit. As they took the final steps, the front door creaked open and out walked an elderly figure. You have journeyed far, Oliver and Mr. Miyagi. I am Sensei Fujimoto, the ancestor you seek. Let's talk, the old man greeted, his eyes sparkling with wisdom, yet tinged with curiosity. As they stepped into the house, the atmosphere changed. It felt like they'd crossed a threshold into a world untethered by time or space. The walls were adorned with ancient scrolls and artifacts, each telling its own tale. Welcome to my humble abode, Sensei Fujimoto said, motioning for them to sit on the plush cloud-like cushions. Now, why have you come here? With a respectful cat bow, Mr. Miyagi began narrating the story, starting with his transformation into a cat and the witch who cursed him. Oliver chipped in, detailing their journey and the obstacles they overcame to find the sensei. Ah, you have both displayed admirable courage and wisdom, Sensei Fujimoto nodded. But why should I help you, Mr. Miyagi? Why do you believe you are worthy of returning to your human form? Mr. Miyagi paused, choosing his words very carefully. I seek to be human again, not for my own sake 
but to continue teaching and guiding young souls like Oliver here. The old man smiled. A commendable reason. Prepare yourselves. Sensei Fujimoto stood up and walked towards an intricately carved cabinet. He opened it to reveal an array of mystical items, crystals, ancient scrolls, and mysterious vials of all sorts. He carefully picked up a small glowing orb and a vial filled with what looked like stardust. In fact, it was actually labeled stardust. The elderly sensei chanted an incantation in a language that neither Oliver nor Mr. Miyagi understood. The air grew thick with energy, and the room seemed to shimmer like the inside of a soap bubble. Sensei Fujimoto gently touched the orb to Mr. Miyagi's forehead and sprinkled the stardust over him. The room erupted in a kaleidoscope of colors, and Mr. Miyagi began to levitate. For a moment, he was enveloped in a blinding light. As the light subsided, Mr. Miyagi was no longer a cat. Before them stood a man in traditional Okinawan attire, strong yet humble in the way he stood. Welcome back, Mr. Miyagi, Sensei Fujimoto said with a warm smile. Oliver gasped in awe, his eyes filling with joyful tears. You're back! Mr. Miyagi looked at his own hands, flexing them as if feeling them for the first time. Thank you, Sensei Fujimoto, and thank you, Oliver. I am complete once again. Just as Oliver and Mr. Miyagi began their descent from the mountain, a flurry of smoke bombs burst around them. Emerging from the smoke were figures dressed in black, ninjas. Each one wore a mask and wielded an array of weapons from nunchucks to katanas. We are the Shinobi no Mikata, guardians against the misuse of magic, the lead ninja declared, stepping forward. The spell that transformed you cannot stand. It tips the balance. Mr. Miyagi locked eyes with Oliver. Remember your training. Balance is crucial, he whispered. With that, the ninjas attacked. Mr. Miyagi deflected a set of shurikens with a swift hand movement, sending them flying back. Oliver ducked to avoid a swinging nunchuck, and with a quick turn, he disarmed the ninja, using a move Mr. Miyagi, now Mr. Miyagi, had taught him. The ninjas were skilled, but Oliver and Mr. Miyagi moved in perfect sync. They executed a series of coordinated attacks, flowing from defense to offense like water. Mr. Miyagi performed a sweeping leg kick, tripping two ninjas who were approaching from the sides. Oliver followed up with a graceful yet forceful elbow strike that incapacitated another. The lead ninja realized they were losing and attempted to retreat. But Mr. Miyagi was one step ahead. With a swift, precise leap, he intercepted the ninja and subdued him with an arm lock. Stop, Mr. Miyagi exclaimed. We have no wish to further conflict. We sought only to lift a curse, not to misuse magic. 
The lead ninja hesitated, then nodded. Very well. We misjudged your intentions. You may go, I guess, but uh, know that we will be watching you. Both humbled and emboldened by this unexpected test of their abilities, Mr. Miyagi and Oliver resumed their journey down the mountain. They couldn't help but feel their bonds, not just with each other, but with the world itself had deepened immeasurably. As I always say, the best way to learn is through experience, Mr. Miyagi mused. And experience we did, Oliver added, his eyes twinkling. Back at the bottom, they knew their adventures were far from over. But for now, they returned home, stronger, wiser, and ready for whatever lay ahead. Exhausted but fulfilled, Mr. Miyagi and Oliver found themselves back on the airplane, soaring high above the clouds. The plane's cabin was dimly lit, creating a tranquil ambiance. Oliver, now is a good time to rest and rejuvenate, Mr. Miyagi advised. Oliver nodded, sinking into his seat. He closed his eyes, focusing on his breathing, inhaling through the nose, holding, and exhaling through the mouth, each breath a tide of relaxation. Mr. Miyagi softly spoke, Imagine your breath as a gentle breeze, sweeping through a peaceful forest, With every inhale, the trees sway calmly. With every exhale, leaves float gently down to the earth. Oliver visualized the serene forest, feeling himself become one with it. His muscles relaxed from his forehead down to his toes, each part of him releasing tension, becoming lighter and lighter. Soon, Oliver felt enveloped in a comforting cocoon of peace, and he drifted into a deep, restorative sleep, dreaming of future adventures to come, just as I hope everyone out there is doing right now. Good night, everyone. See you next time.